Welcome to No More Mondays, the podcast that helps you navigate career challenges through the wisdom of professionals who have been at the same crossroads. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with leaders, entrepreneurs, and employees who are here to share practical, tactical advice and some inspiration on how they arrived at career satisfaction. From job searching and career changes to going out on your own, we're breaking down barriers and providing actionable takeaways to help you take charge of your Mondays and ditch the Sunday blues. Welcome to the No More Mondays movement. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of No More Mondays. As always, I'm your host, Angie Callen. There is a silent epidemic in this country, and you're about to learn all about it. You've probably experienced it. You may have even complained about it. You've likely been hurt by it, but you maybe didn't even know you were part of it or what it is until today. Ghosting. It runs rampant across all areas of our lives, from dating to friends who fall off the face of the earth to job searching, which is where I see it all the time. There is just so much ghosting. It's a real thing, and it's actually a real problem. Enter Greta Perlmutter, founder of Coping with Ghosting. Greta is passionate about this subject, and you are going to hear it as we dive into this conversation today. She is channeled that passion into a coaching practice where she helps people navigate the impacts ghosting has on us mentally, emotionally, socially, and across all parts of our kind of psyche. We're going to dig into the what, the why, and the how you get over it today on No More Mondays. So please help me welcome my friend, Greta, founder of Coping with Ghosting, to the show. Greta, welcome to No More Mondays. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here. And I love the work that you're doing and this show. So thank you for what you do. I'm excited that we're finally doing this. And I, you know, in interest of full transparency, I, I met Greta, it's probably been close to a year. And I actually remember, and we've been working together to kind of build coping with ghosting. And I remember exactly where I was when we and you and I first talked and you told me kind of about this concept and about what you were doing in coping with ghosting. And I was just blown away because I was like, oh my gosh, this is so needed. So before we get into the actual work, let's just break down what ghosting is and where it exists. So Greta, take it over and kind of fill everybody in. So according to the Oxford languages, ghosting is the practice of ending a personal relationship with someone by suddenly and without explanation, withdrawing from all communication. And this, like Angie mentioned, is in all walks of life. So when people don't respond, we often just casually call it ghosting, right? Um, this has happened. This happens in dating. This happens between family members. This happens um, actually in the job world. Recruiters ghost job applicants. Applicants um, ghost recruiters. It works in all different directions. Employees ghost employers. Um, it's happening everywhere. So this is a real problem. The silent epidemic is what's going on right now. And it's it's like common courtesy is no longer so common anymore. I think that's a really good point. So one, I want to write to Oxford and I want to add the word professional to that definition so that it's like personal and professional relationships because it's it's totally true. And it's almost as if that like 
common courtesy, the common courtesy has fallen by the wayside because we've morphed ourselves into a society that hates telling people something they don't want to hear. So it's easier to just not tell them anything and leave them hanging with no closure than it is to do something uncomfortable and say, you know, we're not going to move you to the next round or I don't want to go on a date with you. I continue to joke about the fact that I'm blown away that we can automate the construction of a car in this society, but we cannot automate the response to a job application to say thanks, but no thanks. Because when I go through job searches with people, I'll tell them, I say, you're sometimes you'll, you'll get a rejection, sometimes you'll get a callback, but you will hear nothing more than you hear anything. So it's actually the majority of the time, at least in job searching, you're ghosted. And we definitely know that's true in some of the professional aspects that ghosting comes in. But I always love it when you're like, we have a silent epidemic in this country and it is ghosting. And it's totally true if you really think about how widespread it is. Yeah, it's incredibly widespread. There was actually a study done um, in 2021 by Indeed, and they surveyed 500 job applicants and 500 employers across the U.S. in different industries. And 77% of job seekers were ghosted by a prospective employer since the onset of COVID-19. And even 10% reported that an employer had ghosted them after a verbal job offer was made. Yeah, that's just icky people. Mm -hmm. So every single one of you sitting out there listening to this is going a little bit weird in your seat because you've probably done it. You've definitely received it. And now we're going to try to do our small part in changing it. I would love for you to just share where, because I, I, I know these things always come from like deeply personal experiences. And I'm, I'm wondering kind of really what brought this into focus for you and really ignited this passion for you. Yeah, I've been ghosted one too many times, and I'm a really sensitive soul. And so because of that, that's what really, really inspired me to start helping people to let them know that it's not their fault. You didn't deserve this treatment. You deserve so much better. Anyway, so this all kind of came to a head for me in 2020 after I was searching for a new job because I had been furloughed at my company and I wasn't hearing back from any of the companies that I was applying for. And I was also dating and not hearing back from the men I was dating. And that had happened before a long time ago. Um, 10 years before I was ghosted big time by a man that I was seeing and he was just so into me. We had this passionate relationship and I really, I, I really, really, really liked him. And I thought it was going somewhere because he asked me if I wanted to go on this multi-day trip across many different states. And I said, yes. Yes, I would love to, but unfortunately, I just, I can't because I just, I have too much schoolwork right now, but can we just, can we do it some other time? And I never heard back from him again, ever. And I thought, oh my gosh, he must have died. I Googled his name and the word obituary, death. I thought, how could this, like, where is he? I mean, goodness, we were just together, yes, like a few days ago, and now he's completely disappeared off the face of the earth. But I only found out that he was okay when he posted a picture of a cheeseburger on social media like a month or two later. And then a few months later, I found out he was engaged. And in the meantime, I was beating myself up at the lowest of lows, being like, 
what I did all these things wrong. I can't, I hate myself. Like, gosh, I really messed this up. And, and just a lot of self-pity, a lot of wallowing in sadness, ruminating thoughts, unhealthy coping mechanisms, like binge eating and um, binge watching TV shows and drinking. And I just, I just didn't handle it very well. But in 2020, when it, when it kept on like these little ghosting experience kept on ha happening, I was like, there's something bigger going on here. This isn't about me. Like I didn't do anything wrong on the dates. My job application, I think, I think it looked great. And so it inspired me to do some more research as to why this is happening to figure out what is going on. And Angie, empathy levels have gone down. There is research that shows this. There is a study. Um, it was published in the Personality and Social Psychology Review. And this, this researcher found that levels of empathy fell by 48% between 1979 and 2009 in young adults. That's scary for a lot of reasons, just not in ghosting, but... Right? There's a statistic to say, wow, we really have become more self-absorbed. Right. And and of course, again, this is a little bit, this research isn't from today, but I can only imagine that if she did this, if this researcher um, did another study today, they would find that it went down even more. And the reason why is because as technology goes up and social interaction goes down, um, I mean, Listen, I know we all think we're connecting when we're on social media, but actually it's really the ultimate form of disconnection and, and numbing, okay? Because what's really creating this empathy is eye gazing, being with other people in real life, looking into their eyes. That's the gateway to empathy. So people are just becoming less empathetic. And this is why this is happening so frequently. And, and the culture, right? Like, swipe culture on dating. You could just keep on swiping through your matches and the next best thing will come. So you could just ghost anybody or, but the same thing for recruiting, right? Because now, as opposed to, I don't know, like 15 years ago, now there's LinkedIn and whoever, wherever anyone can just submit the application, right? And so they're getting inundated with resumes. And so it's kind of like they can just swipe through those resumes to the next best one. So it just makes it really, really easy to ghost. It really comes back to that word easy. And I think it's it's so interesting when you bring in the, the study about empathy lowering in tandem with technology going up. It almost like you should really it should really make you all out there take a pause because it's almost as if we're like taking on a little roboticism ourselves because that's one of the things robots do not have is is empathy. And I really think that there's a lot that can be done here about awareness. One, knowing knowing this is a huge, a huge, huge issue and that we all do it. We've all done it. Um, and we've all been victims of it. And I think that I, I love that you're really trying to do a small part and having a bigger impact to kind of reduce it. Um, and I, so I really want to talk about what you're hoping to do through coping with ghosting and just kind of how how that all all looks. Yeah. So my ultimate goal is to is to help people know that they didn't deserve it. It's not personal. It's not their fault when this happens. And, and I just want to clarify a lot of the people that come to me 
they're in relationships that are healthy and this suddenly happens. Okay. I'm not talking about a toxic relationship where somebody is abusing the other person. If you suddenly need to leave an abusive relationship, that's a safety issue. That's called self-protection. That's not, you're not ghosting. You're literally protecting yourself. That's a good distinction. Right. And and I also want to mention that if you are in a relationship and you've set really clear boundaries and the other person is now violating them over and over again, you're, you could leave. That is just self-respect. If you leave when somebody is just, you know, completely ignoring your boundaries. So, so there's a really big difference there. Okay. But my goal is to let people know that in the true definition of ghosting, as I just defined it, um, it's, it's not your fault. It's not personal. It's not because of the way you look. It's not because of who you are. It's not because of something you said or did. It's because the other person is unable to show up to a mature and healthy relationship. They're really just, you know, there could be anything going on with them and you don't know, you don't know what's really going on behind the scenes of a person. Like you don't know what's going on in their mind. Um, whatever the reason is, I know it's so frustrating that you can't find it. You can't Google that answer, but just know that it's not your job to analyze the person that ghosted you. It is your responsibility to take care of yourself and honor your heart and mind and feel your feelings. And there is hope. Okay. You can find love again. You can find a job you can find, you know, they're like healing. So basically I just, that's my, one of my main messages is you didn't deserve this and it's not your fault. And another cornerstone of my work is just compassion. I want you to have self-compassion for what you're going through, like treating yourself very, very well for everything that you've been through. Cause I know this is so hard. This is one of the hardest things we can possibly go through go through. It's an ambiguous loss. So have compassion for yourself. And then another thing is you might not be at this point right now and that's okay. But ultimately I want people to be able to find compassion for the people that ghost. And the reason why is because hurt people hurt people and people are suffering in a lot of different ways. And um, I do believe that this is an opportunity for us to have a little bit of empathy. I know that it's really, really, really hard, but I just, I just want you to know that this is an opportunity to increase the compassion you have for others. Um, and then finally, my the other part of my mission is to stop ghosting in general and to bring awareness to how awful it is, and you know, it, it hurts both parties. Um, and in many different ways. And so I think that it's important to spread the message to that this isn't acceptable behavior and that there are nicer ways to behave. And so, yeah, <laughs> I have a lot to say about this, clearly. <laughs> I know. And that's why I'm like, Greta has to come on and talk about ghosting because you know, I, I focus, you know, the fortunately, I've never had to swipe on a dating app. So I don't have the personal empathy on that side. But the on the professional side, a, a lot of what I say is very similar to kind of, I think, your perspective and how you help people through this. Because, you know, just yesterday I was just sitting and talking to a new grad who, you know, got to like the second round of an interview di and didn't hear back. Or 
Um, you know, app, and, and I actually said the exact same thing that I was, you know, I was like, this probably, this isn't about you. It's about, it's about them choosing someone else, or it's about them taking the easy road to not, you know, to not have to do something that's uncomfortable. And I think it's really important to remember the hurt people hurt people because we don't make good decisions when we're kind of in that space. And I think it's important to find healthy ways to deal with this. And, you know, this affects everybody. I think as women, we're a little harder on ourselves when it comes to self-compassion and, and grace and also scenario running. And so this does a, that's a little bit of a perfect storm with kind of how we oftentimes process this kind of stuff. And so what I would love is give, I would like, let's give everybody three little pieces of advice. Like what are three healthy coping mechanisms if you're, whether it's a huge ghosting blow or just lots of little ghosting blows, what are three healthy coping me mechanisms people can use? Okay. So recognize your feelings and don't push them down. So we have feelings for a reason. They're here to help us navigate life. And so when you feel something, you might feel angry, you might feel shamed, um, you know, you're confused because gosh, this is, when am I going to hear back? Why did this happen? Um, honor that, okay? So just take a deep breath when you feel the feeling, let's say anger arise, and breathe through it, observe it, label it, say, oh, I'm feeling really angry right now. Like mindfully kind of like just let it wash through you. Um, there's a scientist named Dr. Jill Bolt-Taylor. She says that it takes about 90 seconds to identify an emotion and allow it to dissipate um, while you notice it. So definitely label your emotions, but don't judge them as good or bad. You know, if you're feeling really upset, give yourself a hug, take some deep breaths. So that's, that's one. The second thing I would do, and I think this works really well if you're having nightmares, if you can't sleep, definitely write a letter to the person who ghosted you and get everything out, use swear words, whatever you need to do to feel better. Just get the, the these feelings out and onto paper, but do not send it. Tear it up to symbolically show that you're done with this. Those are two big ones. And then the next one I want to go over, it's okay. So when we're ghosted, especially after a job, let's say interview, okay, this is, first of all, if this has happened to you, I'm really sorry that this this is happening. And I'm sure Angie has a lot of great methods for follow-up, right? I mean, you can, the funny thing about it is I, well, just to kind of get on the bandwagon of being mad about that, I think mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. Like, I don't think it's okay to, to ghost people when they apply and not at least give them the closure of like, okay, we're not going to interview you. Right. However, there's a volume there that I can understand it's hard to manage. However, if you have actually had a personal interaction with somebody, give them the freaking decency of the closure. Please do. And that, that'll get me on the soapbox. And there's lots yeah. of ways to follow up. But at some point after, you know, two to three attempts over the course of a month and you don't hear back, I mean, you've just got to assume that's that's basically what happened. And again, I think the mindset is to remember that they're just taking the easy road and not telling you, hey, thanks for the interview, but we've decided to not move forward. Because mm -hmm. people don't like doing uncomfortable things. Right. So, okay. So this is something that I want you to pay attention to. So if you're multitasking, come back to me in the words of Amy Porterfield. Um, all right. So if you were ghosted, if this situation happened to you, 
And now you have this loop in your head that won't go away, this thought that they didn't get back to me because I wasn't blank enough or I did blank wrong in the interview. What are the words that you're using to fill in that blank? Whatever those words are, those are the assumptions about why you were ghosted. And I want you to know that that's not true. So if you said, they didn't get back to me because I didn't know enough about B2B marketing, let's say, take whatever you put there, B2B marketing, and shine a light on that. And that is now something that you can work on. Go read a book about B2B marketing. This is your opportunity to see where you are feeling a little bit insecure and take that and turn it around and make it the silver lining of your interview. Yeah, you can take those and make them constructive because one of the frustrations that I talk about a lot with clients is whether or not they're getting ghosted in an interview, the ability to get any constructive feedback is also a whole nother issue. Uh, Thank you, litigious America. However, I think that you bring up a good point that you don't necessarily need the direct constructive feedback from the interview. I think you can self-identify areas to improve based on where you feel insecure, whether that was the reality or not. I mean, the chances are you had enough B2B marketing experience to get the job, but they picked somebody else, which means it still wasn't about you. However, when those feelings arise, I think that that's actually a point to turn it around and make it a constructive and productive action versus like a spiral downward that deflates your confidence and perpetuates just, you know, the negative feelings that can come out of a process like job searching or a process like, you know, dating where you've got to go through some iterations before you find the right match. And I think that all of that is great advice, both how to cope and also how to use kind of what's presenting itself in a positive way. There's always a way to take something from a negative experience and turn it into a positive. And maybe that's a really romantic, idyllic way to look at it, but it's true and you can. Greta and I get along for a reason. We have lots of opinions about everything. (laughs) And uh, you have tons of great resources. So in addition to even just the kind of tools you've mentioned here, You've got some, we'll do shameless plug. You've got a a bunch of like guides and you're like quasi-influencer. You've had some really great traction on Instagram and on social. You guys should all follow her because she's done some really, really great stuff and putting really great advice out there and, and supporting people through this stuff. But I know you've got some good free resources that kind of reinforce some of the things we're talking about. So let's take a, let's take a pause and, and tell, tell everybody about some of that stuff. Thank you. So I invite you to come to my website, which is copingwithghosting.com. And there you can get some free guides. Um, My favorite being the um, six text, their copy and paste text that you can send to your ghosts. And actually, this is for dating and relationships. So I know maybe I'll make a parallel guide, six (laughs) texts or emails you can send to your interview ghosts. Oh, we can co-write it and put it yeah, on both of our websites. Yeah, I like it. That would be great. Yeah. And then I, I have a coping with ghosting guide on there as well. And these are downloadable freebies. So enjoy. And then I also have a support group. Um, and I would love for you to join. It's for anybody who's been ghosted in any walk of life. And, you know, we just, we meet virtually. You don't even have to turn your camera on. And, um, 
And I have coaching services as well. So yeah, copingwithghosting.com. And then that links to my free Facebook support group and um, my Instagram and LinkedIn as well. And, you know, I just thought of there was a there's a little anecdote we haven't talked about that really, I think, validated and built credibility around this idea of that ghosting is a problem. And it was and I'm going to I'm going to fumble this and you can make it all right and tell everybody what I'm really talking about. The country that was actually going to pass some legislation around this. Oh, yeah. So that happened in the Philippines. And recently a lawmaker brought it to the table as something that he wanted to make illegal. Wow. Or they were uh, going to they were going to classify it as like a mental a mental health issue. Right. Or something um, like that. It was it was fascinating that like Greta's been talking about this and then all of a sudden, whether it went anywhere or not, she's like, oh, my gosh, some dude in the Philippines actually wants to write this into law. And I was like, yeah, there's the validity that this is an issue outside of just even the U.S. Yeah. And you know what's so interesting? Cheating is actually illegal there as well. And there cheating is illegal here in some states as well. You can actually go to jail for it. So it really does bring up the question is in, like how how much should the law get involved in people's personal lives? But definitely yeah. true. And I know that was some of the backlash because Greta's yeah. really tuned into this stuff. And there was some definitely some interesting chatter on it. That was definitely some of the backlash around it. But just even yeah. at a very basic level, I thought it was really interesting that it cropped up on that kind of right. level. Yeah. Yeah. This is a real this is a real big problem. It's hurting a lot of people. And that's why I just felt called, literally called to do something to to help because it just it just it's so complicated and nuanced i mean this is something that definitely needs to be um brought to the forefront of our conversations and and you know i hope this conversation has inspired you um the listen listeners to to really be mindful about how you're treating people. You know, I always recommend using the golden rule, treat people the way you want to be treated. And I'm sure you're all wonderful, wonderful people. And so, um, yeah, I just, I think we should always kind of have that in mind before any interaction. It's, it's really, if you think about it in quote unquote, easy thing to fix for lack of a better term, Mm -hmm. if we were all more willing to have greater levels of empathy and be Mm -hmm. more aware and follow the golden rule instead of doing the thing that's easy and comfortable. And so maybe what we'll be able to do through this conversation is just inspire a few people out there to have that kind of awareness and empathy. And mm-hmm. we'll start small and it'll it'll grow and grow and grow. So hopefully there's some people in the professional space, hiring managers out there, and you're just going to commit, recruiters, you're going to commit to, you know, everybody gets an answer. Maybe it takes 10 extra minutes of your day, however... If it gives somebody some some good closure and and not a reason a reason not to spin spiral out of control, then yeah. hey, I think you could feel good about that ten minutes spent. Yeah, exactly. So we're gonna kind of shift gears, but I think it's gonna stay related and in the recommendations category because you've got you're like a an encyclopedia of resources too, mm-hmm. and so we play a little game here. It's uh, rapid fire recommendations. It's not very fast. Uh, but let's get a few other good little tidbits for everybody out there. So something kind of fun to kick off with. What's your most memorable travel destination? Turks and Caicos. Why? <laughs> I I had such a good time there. I went with one of my best girlfriends and we went to this resort and suddenly, randomly, one of our other really good friends walked in. <laughs> we had no idea. So it was just kind of like a friendship reunion and we spent 
hours swimming in the waves and do time during doing yoga together. And it was just like a very relaxing retreat. <laughs> I always love that the me- the memorable travel destinations are almost always tied to something more sentimental than mm-hmm. like I went to Fiji and it's amazing because it's Fiji, yeah. right? And I think right. that's so cool. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for this one for you, but I would love to for you to give everybody a great book recommendation. Hmm, I knew you were going to ask me this and I've really been thinking about it. Um, <laughs> so my favorite book in the world, which ruined it, all other books for me, it's called The Idea of You by Robin Lee. So go check it out. It's a it's a love story. <laughs> and I'm actually going to add one. I don't usually do this, but I'm going to add one considering the nature of the conversation Greta and I have had. We talked. We talk a lot about Brene Brown on this, and I know you're mm-hmm. also a fan because it's the shame piece. Mm-hmm. She has a new book called Atlas of the Heart, mm-hmm. and it's different than her previous books because her previous books are really around shame research and overcoming shame. This one is about emotion and the range of emotion and how often our vocabulary can quite literally stunt our our ability to express emotions. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is so relevant to helping you understand how you're actually feeling and express how you're feeling when negative things happen, whether it's ghosting or something else, mm-hmm. uh, because she goes through 87 different emotions and when they come up, how you can recognize them and kind of how they're defined. And it's just, it's just really interesting um, and very, very relevant to this conversation. So there you go, everybody, mm-hmm. you get to the idea of you and then Atlas of the heart. Greta, what's your favorite movie? I honestly, I don't, I don't even know what my favorite movie is at this point, but my favorite movie growing up was Newsies, which is a 1992 Disney musical featuring Christian Bale. Christian Bale is basically where he got his start. Yeah. Oh, that is, the nostalgia movies that come up are my favorite because, oh yeah, that was, that was part of the, the loop along with a couple other kind of like (laughs) late eighties, early nineties favorites. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the next question is another shameless plug because give us a podcast recommendation. All right. So I have coping with ghosting podcast. Definitely check it out. You can listen on any place where podcasts are. So um, I even just started putting them on YouTube. (laughs) Um, So this is my podcast where I teach people how to cope with ghosting, literally how to heal after being ghosted. It's where you need to go if you want actionable tips on how to feel better now. Oh, great tagline. Actionable tips on how to feel better now. Greta's Coping with Ghosting podcast. And of course, this is a show about Mondays. So what's the first word that comes to mind when I say Monday? Goodness gracious. (laughs) And that's it. Just goodness gracious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a part of me wants to ask why, and part of me thinks I should just leave that stone unturned. Just leave it unturned. <laughs> okay, okay. So as we wrap things up, let's go back over uh, how everybody can find you. Because, uh, you know, if I can't say enough about how good uh, the resources Greta gives are and just how really passionate she is about helping people through this stuff. So um, how can people find you, book you as a podcast guest, enroll, of, enroll in um, coaching or the group, where do they follow along in you and your journey? Great. So you can visit copingwithghosting.com. You can also find me at coping with ghosting on Instagram and my Facebook group, um, coping with ghosting on Facebook. And then to book any sessions, you can just visit me at my website. Um, my email's there. It's copingwithghosting at gmail.com. Perfect. And, 
Uh, we will link all of that in the show notes, everybody. So um, if you didn't pick up on the common theme there, basically go find Coping with Ghosting everywhere you are <laughs> online. And uh, let's bid everybody adieu by giving them a one more just great little pearl of wisdom. What's your best piece of advice on what everybody out there can do to get closer to like life and career satisfaction? Yeah, so I definitely think the thing that motivated me was this quote, what you're not changing, you're choosing. And that really inspired me to move forward with my life. I wish you could also have seen my face when she said that. Say that again. What you're not changing, you're choosing. That's, I think that's really, really true because I think that we have the ability to just kind of stay in our circumstances or we can choose to kind of move above them. And that's a conscious decision. So there you go, everybody. Amazing advice from Greta Perlmutter, founder of Coping with Ghosting. I could talk to Greta all day. In fact, there have been many days where we have talked quite a lot. (laughs) But uh, again, please check her out at copingwithghosting.com and on social where you can find all of her resources, check out the podcast and just really help us both as we and you know as I support Greta and really trying to reduce ghosting across all facets of life. We can do this if we all work together and if we all have a little bit more empathy and compassion and awareness around each other and how we can better interact and better foster good communications and relationships. So Greta, thank you so much for being here and being part of the No More Mondays movement. Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. We always love hearing from people who have navigated crossroads in in Greta's situation, personal and professional, and that really inspired the work she's doing today. And she charted her own path. She chose to chart a path to success and fulfillment and helping others do the same. And that's amazing. There's some great advice here. I hope all of you are taking some notes or you're going to maybe re-listen to this. Check out Greta online. Hit the show notes for all of those links. And for all of you listening out there, I would love for you to subscribe to No More Mondays wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating because Greta and I kick butt. And it's a huge help as we both continue to do these conversations and inspire confident professionals and people. If you'd like to leave us comments, feedback, or guest suggestions, visit us online at nomoremondays.info. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No More Mondays. Tune in next week as we bring you more insights and actions to help you improve your professional life and find career satisfaction. Don't forget, visit us online at nomoremondays.info for all the details, show notes, and recommendations from this episode. No More Mondays, we drop new episodes every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com. 